0: I'm Alex. I'm George. And together, together we are AG G-magicians. Magicians. My voice broke there a little bit. That's because of your age. Is it? it, it, it Have <laughs> I reached puberty?
1: Well, maybe. Finally. You could, you could be reaching puberty, but you keep growing. Yes. And growing. And growing. And growing. And, growing. and not just physically. Not even just your throat. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's something called neurogenesis. Whoa. That's and a big it's long not word. not even a rock group. From the, from the 70s or the 80s. I can imagine <laughs> the flares. And and everything else. But, but no, ne- neurogenesis mm-hmm. sits alongside plasticity in the classroom of your brain. So this, in a weird introductory way, is what we're going to talk about for the next seven or eight hours. It does now, seem that way. It's not, not, it's not really seven or eight hours. But for those of you listening, it's only five. Mm-hmm. No, actually... It's part of some of the research that has come out from looking at the science of magic. It's the idea of cognitive fitness. And there's been lots of research carried out under the banner of investigating magic, but also through business, particularly through Harvard Business School, etc. Loads and loads of research about positive aspects of being cognitively fit, as well as physically fit. That's something that quite often gets ignored. So for us at the minute,
0: there's 10 aspects of cognitive fitness that we're going to look at. These are the things that are defined, as you say, by the research, by the scientists, by the psychologists, by the neuroscience, all looking at what actually defines and makes up cognitive fitness. How do you know that you're either cognitively
1: fit or cognitively unfit? And just like physical exercise, what kind of exercises can you do? And this is really what led the researchers to magic because as a discipline, they found that actually, it encompassed all of these different aspects. Before we go any further, should we just list them? Yeah. So we have, in no particular order, Mm -hmm. voted for by researchers worldwide in number one no particular order manual dexterity that's things like how apt you are
0: at handling things physically moving physical exercises all that sort of stuff particularly as the name would suggest about your hands
1: and the second one is tactile touch nice cognitive poetic there Mm -hmm.
0: yet again it's about how do you feel things the difference between for our example, a single card and two cards or three cards or four cards or five cards. And then fine motor skills. Much the same. Again, they actually all fit into the same
1: uh, category, which is physical vocabulary. Absolutely. It's about how you actually use your hands physically. But then we go on to number four, which is sensory observation which sort of says what it is on the tin Mm -hmm. it's about how we look at things and see things take things in uh perceptions uh perceptual
0: acuity so it's not just looking at things again it's obviously hearing things it's smelling things all that sort of stuff and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week with this searching out of novelty the more you go into things like foodie places and all that sort of stuff for instance the more you can pick up on the different tastes of wine the different layers of flavor all of that sort of stuff it's all the same sort of thing
1: and then we have dual track thinking and that's a big one for magicians because that's literally if you've ever been gone for an interview if you've ever presented anything there's what you're actually doing on the outside but you're also thinking on the inside, well, this is why I've got to do this, this is why I've got to do that. And it, it's these two tracks. I know, spoilers, <laughs> everything you see a magician doing is not all as it appears. There's another track going on, and that's dual track thinking. And the sixth one, again, no
0: particular order to this, it's just how they've been categorised, is memory.
1: And memory is like really important. And I discovered the solution To having a really good memory. Oh God, here we go. What's your solution to having a really good memory? I don't know because I forgot it. Brilliant. Right, so that then brings us on to exercise in logic. Uh... And exercise in logic is all about jokes Mm -hmm. and how things can have illogical conclusions as all things like humour. Like we just said, you say one thing but then what makes you laugh or not is something That's illogical and you have to put these things together. So it's twisting the expectations. It is. So if I say to you, a giraffe has swallowed a toy jet.
0: Why has a giraffe
1: swallowed a toy jet? I don't know, but it's a right plane in the neck. And that's where the the logic twists. I'm not
0: going to let him do these anymore, I'll be perfectly honest.
1: Or anything. (laughs) But you can see how the logic twists around and it does stuff. And of course, in magic, we twist the logic so much Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. So what we'll do is we'll look at these, but we'll also look at how you exercise them. Yes. And the next one, number 89, (laughs) no, number eight, is numeracy skills. Well, that's a good irony there, isn't it? it's, It's about how we actually deal with numbers.
0: Now, a lot of people in our experiences look at things like equations or formulas or the sort of the stuff that you need to know for some of the magic effects and immediately shut down because they think they're not good with numbers they think their numeracy skill isn't good enough and people do have that same sort of thing with memory oh my memory is terrible again a running theme in this is actually that's just mindset going back to what we talked about last episode your mindset around numeracy your mindset around logic your mindset around memory These things aren't set. They're not fixed. You can expand them. You
1: can grow on them much like the next one, which is imagination. You have to have imagination. You have to be able to imagine things. So if I say to you, imagine the pink giraffe, what can you do it? No, the pink giraffe, what pink giraffe, the one that's there in your imagination. And again, magic tricks. Imagine somebody being sawn in half. Imagine all kinds of things. Imagine if you could read minds. Mm. What would that be like? Imagine if
0: you could talk to the dead. This goes back to getting the stuff we were talking about with the last episode. Look, it's almost like it's all building on top of each other. As magicians, we have a creativity challenge in as much as, okay, so I want to be able to make it appear as if I have sawn this half-naked woman in half.
1: She doesn't have to be half-naked. That's sexist. Well, yeah, but it's also pretty typical. You know, she, she could be fully naked. She could, yes. <laughs> you did you use your imagination. Sorry, I'm limited Exercise here. your logic. And I know it is imagination and not memory, but mm. you then have to think of naked women. You do. Sorry about that. The approach is, okay... And don't bring in your tactile touch. (laughs) Not with that one. Or your fine motor skills. Unless you've got consent. You could, yes. You could.
0: So you have to think, as a magician, you have to think, okay, what are the limitations? What's the atmosphere? What's the setting that I've got to deal with? And how do I do this? And that requires a lot of imagination. And also, particularly for the sorting a woman in half illusion, comes the next one, which is... Visual
1: spatial thinking. And again, this is all about how you actually see things, and we have to then think about things like angles and how things appear to people, particularly at the moment where we're doing a lot of online shows. It's about, well, I may only be moving this a couple of centimeters that way, but it could be going out of focus. So it's around actually keeping track of all that's going on around you, and that's being an awareness. And paying attention to it. All of these things, what we'll do is next time mm-hmm. we will talk about exercises around all of these, but they all link into things like deliberate practice. So the difference between just randomly attacking any of these things is that you have to have something smart and deliberate behind them. And that's where the magic research came in because. It was in developing the ability to trick people, in developing the ability to create a psychological illusion, there was a smart focus. It's not just about moving things around randomly. It's not just about moving your fingers massively and randomly and thinking you're doing manual dexterity. It's actually about doing something with a purpose. And for us, the purpose is to create a form of entertainment, illusion, to create amazement in people. But alongside of that, we're also developing our brain cells.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Part of all this is this sort of weird relationship between the fact that if you develop a little bit of this, then like we've said before, we're a neural net. If you look at a little bit of something and focus particularly on that, that then expands across our entire skill set and across our entire mindset. When we've done our coaching, when we've done our training courses, and a person has come in not knowing anything about magic in the morning and has left being able to do at least sort of three or four things by the afternoon, their mind starts going absolutely wild and they're on fire because it's not just about being able to say, make someone pick a particular card or know what they're going to do or or have all these different control methods. It's about the fact that we're starting to enhance their cognitive fitness, we're starting to increase their growth mindset, we're starting to add to their creativity.
1: We'll reference achieving the impossible down there, which down there doesn't mean anything to us at the minute. But it will do if you're looking at this on a screen. In the description
0: either of the YouTube video or the podcast that you're listening to, there will be a link to the research paper Achieving the Impossible.
1: And that means you can go and look at even more research, which is obviously the whole function of research papers. But the big thing is, is that actually by focusing on learning magic, or learning something completely novel Mm -hmm. that deliberately takes in all these different parts and will just very quickly go through them. Manual dexterity, tactile touch, fine motor skills, sensory observation, dual track thinking, memory, exercise in logic, numeracy skills, imagination, and visual spatial thinking, all taken up in the process of learning how To do, say, for instance, a card trick, a psychological trick. And that's where the power of learning magic, as opposed to watching it, actually lies. We will list these out in the description below,
0: or the description associated with the podcast that you're listening to. Hopefully, you haven't dropped off to sleep at this point. Or if you're just joining us, this is a podcast about cognitive fitness. That's not how that works. Oh, okay. It's not live. Oh. This okay. is edited. You, okay. might not, you might not know it, but this is edited. Um, we will list these down below. We will go through more technical aspects of it next time and look at exercises associated with these things. However, between now and then, go and actually do something novel and new to you so it could be a hobby that you've sort of wanted to do for a while it could be a new activity again within your government guidelines and restrictions an activity that involves physically doing it we said sort of last week about things like going and watching new films and new books and all that sort of stuff this one requires physical actions because again it's about interrelated with your physical fitness as well as your cognitive fitness. So go do something that means that you have to use your hands. Go do something that means that you have to use memory skills, imagination, numeracy skills. All of those things that pushes you just that little bit. Don't go and like, have cover an anxiety breakdown or anything. But go and do something that promotes these skills and then see... How does this relate to those 10 aspects of cognitive fitness? Are they improving it? Are they sort of staying the same? Do they not have anything attached to it? How does that work? How does that make you feel? And that's it for this week. It is. Thank you for listening once again. If you like it, please leave us a like please leave us a review that would be really really helpful because again we want to get these things out there we want to get these ideas out there so whatever it is you're listening to it whether it's on youtube leave a comment about it or if it's on a podcast app go to itunes go to google podcasts whatever it is leave a review that would be really really helpful and subscribe to hear more of what we're doing my voice broke there again
1: again just shows Mm -hmm. its age it is So that's it, goodbye.